you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, everybody? Before you get to your show, it's DJ and Bucky here with Move the Six to tell you what's coming up on the latest episode. A lot of information. We have Ole Mrs. Pro Day. We're going to do our perfect pairs. We move on to the NFC and AFC East, and we also are going to take a look at the Red Stars at the safety position. Around the NFL, guys, taking shots at us, Bucky. I don't like it. Don't listen to their podcast. Listen to ours. You can find it on NFL.com slash podcast, YouTube, or iTunes. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Co. here alongside the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, and the fantasy maverick, Adam Rank. What's up, pal? How are you? Hey, man, we got a big time show. Big time show. Big time. It's going to be great. Uh, Has anybody ever started a podcast or radio show in the history of broadcasting? Is that we've got like an average show. For this show's today. not going to be very good, guys. <laughs> um, Listen, I want to go do something this else. This is the kind next of hour. our C game today. But. Well, we'll see. Actually, I have. <laughs> we'll see. Here, I let people know when I'm going to mail it in. You know, this is the thing. It, it always starts good. We don't know if it finishes well. No. I think we finished strong. There are some shenanigans, but we've, we've got uh, we've got a big show in front of us. Yes, a, a lot we should ho- we can hopefully get to. Yes, uh, we're going to be talking about you know we're, we're really going to be talking about the first round because why not? Why, why not? not? Because here's the thing: we're going to talk about some I, I guess controversial picks. We'll make it one dot one. Who would you take as a controversial first overall pick? Odell Beckham Jr. I'm going to make the case for Odell Beckham Jr., but uh, Julio really? that's Jones. Not, that's not the guy where? on this list I thought you were making a case for. You know way what, to, though? Way to, way to go out on a limb. Hey, you know what, though? I'll also make a case for one Mr. David Johnson. <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, that's, Surprise. That's every week. The combine freak that is. Uh, David Johnson, but Gronk and uh, Julio Jones will be in that conversation as well. Uh, we'll talk about some, I guess, maybe, I don't know, I, w- I don't want to say overdrafting, but maybe some unexpected. Some names that right now, and let's not spoil these, some names that right now, if you think first round, you're like, that's crazy. Crazy talk. But come uh, August, wait a second now. all of a sudden. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but like I said, we got a ton of news to get to. Let's hit that news center and let's get to the top headlines. Let's do it. There's a lot. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, RG3 getting a second chance there in Cleveland. Um, does this mean, and is Cleveland fantasy death? Is there uh, anyone other uh, with, than... Wait, your, hold on. Your boy, Barnyard Dog, would have something to say about Barnyard that. Barnyard Dog is there. Hugh Jackson's there. And Hugh Jackson is there. Would you look at some of the names that Hugh Jackson has, uh, I don't want to say resurrected. Okay. Apparently, any broadcaster that uses that sort of phrase over <laughs> the last couple of days uh, not gets cool. crucified. Right. So, I don't okay. want to... <laughs> crucified. I don't... Oh, oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh. I didn't... No, no, no. Okay. Pun unintended. Oh, please. That was intended. <laughs> 
Solid. I uh, thank you. Good. I uh, you know what though? I look at this uh, with Hugh Jackson and look yes. at some of the quarterbacks that he's worked with and, and the guys he's able to have success with. I don't think it's that bad a situation. I think it's like John Travolta walking in and working on Pulp Fiction with Quentin Tarantino. And I think if Hugh Jackson can res, uh, bring back, rejuvenate. Rejuvenate. There you go. There you go. If he can rejuvenate RG3, it'll be on that <laughs> level. It will be his Vinny Vega yeah. Pulp Fiction moment. Okay. Yeah. I mean, big. It's just not going to happen. Oh, <laughs> not that it can't happen. Not that Hugh Jackson can't do it. But I feel like the work that needs to be done to get RG3 back to being, certainly for fantasy purposes, like a worthwhile option, is probably just not going to happen in the amount of time they're going to have with him. Because, what, they're still going to go out and draft a quarterback, likely, right? Whether it's sure. Car- Carson Wentz or James Earmuffs, Jared Goff. Don't do it, Cleveland. <laughs> Don't um, do it. I. You know what? Then, I mean, that gives RG3 maybe two years to kind of get himself right before the new guy comes and takes over. I really, though, but they have McCown there still. Yeah. They really. He's I, on the trading block now. But I don't allegedly. look at any of those quarterbacks who are being drafted right now as sure things. And if you're Cleveland and you have so much work to do, right? why not build your franchise through it's a all the other positions? You look. You've done a look at. I know it's a complete mess. So why would you bother with a quarterback who's really not going to make a difference for the next couple of years? Why not just try to build around him and and try to get some other pieces in there? And if you look at like the Raiders example, they talk- <laughs> what, what it sounds like is you. Uh, it sounds like Cleveland is like, hey, uh, let's just throw RG out, uh, RG three out there. He's going to get killed. That's fine. Whatever. Oh, and then we'll have McCown. our quarterback of the future. Come on down. What they're, they're hoping. McCown. They're going to go with, like, if they just go with McCown. Okay. Play with him. See what you got out of RG. McCown's Maybe. gone, man. He's gonna he's, he's gonna be out. He's already they're gone. Gonna, they're gonna trade him. I think he's, I think I don't think he's gonna be back. They're not gonna keep three quarterbacks on their. Roster. I still don't think that they need to draft a quarterback. I think there's a lot of other positions that they could work on. It's not like the quarterback fixes everything. It's not like you just take a young guy and you're like, yeah, yeah, we're good. Now we're set. Like, no, no, no. There's so many different things. Cleveland let everybody go. Anybody who was worth their salt in Cleveland right, is gone. gone. Joe Thomas, gone. Mitchell Schwartz, gone. Travis Benjamin, gone. I mean, like all these guys, Johnny Football, gone. So anybody who was worth anything is gone. So they're starting at the very bottom. It's going to be very similar to this Raiders situation. Uh, when Renji McKenzie took over, they actually regressed for a couple of years before right. they got better. And I think Cleveland's willing to do the work right now and say, you know what, we're going to take a couple steps back. Let's go through. Let's really dig deep on this team, and perhaps they can get a quarter uh, a team looking for a quarterback to trade up, maybe get some additional picks or whatever they're going to do. But I, I don't feel that they're going to go quarterback this. From time. a fantasy perspective, I man, other than Gary Barnage, I is there a guy that that you would draft on that team on that team at all? Uh, I, I mean, I take, on Duke. I, take, I take Duke Johnson later. <sighs> okay. The, th- the thing is, like, yeah, RG3's fantasy future right now, not promising. No. But if they get Josh Gordon back, Hugh Jackson just addressed in the news today that they need to address the wide receiver position. Obviously. So maybe, maybe like Rank says, they trade it back a little bit. They get they get Josh Doxson in there all of a sudden. So now we've got some interesting pieces. Like, it's going to be a wait-and-see approach. Can but we, it we? is at least better than RG3 being the scout team safety in practice. <laughs> can we put – by the way, can we put – a moratorium on the phrase if they get Josh Gordon back because the <laughs> it, no because because like the time for the league to to yeah. rule on his reinstatement that deadline is coming gone and right. nobody has made a move on anything i mean nope. they asked Roger Goodell about it at yeah. a press conference he was like basically 
oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's on my desk. Maybe I'll get to it. I mean, like, there's no – there's not been one iota of movement on it. And I think everybody's, like, especially with this RG3 thing, is looking at it and saying, yeah, man, they were great at Baylor together. Imagine if they were on the field in Cleveland together. And it's like, at this point, because the league has shown no inclination to bring Josh Gordon back, let's not even talk about it until it actually potentially becomes a thing. What if he comes it back? It still up? is potentially a thing, though. <laughs> no! And, yeah, what if, bro? What if? No! <laughs> what if, bro? Uh, the Packers have signed Jared Cook. Speaking, yeah, buddy. Speaking of what if, bro, uh, is he <laughs> Alex? Did you put is he a sleeper in Green Bay? Yeah, serious question. Oh, come on, bro. Uh, well, this is this is a <laughs> this is a hilarious discussion to have. And Harmon and I were talking about it at the house last night. And uh, this is why I think you saw James. You retweeted it too. Yeah, I jokingly said I was like, uh, Jared Cook had eight touchdowns in his three years with the Rams. Could he exceed that in one year with the Packers? I don't think you were joking. Let's no. Let's, I mean, <laughs> look, well, that's the thing. No, it because it, it's Jared Cook. Like he is. If we get into the fantasy fools gold section later, he is the epitome of it. Like size, speed. Right. Guy was so bad last year. He was getting benched on the Rams, though. However, Richard Rodgers, Rip Rod, who's basically like a Zam- go. like a Zamboni out on the football field as quickly as he moves, caught eight touchdowns last year. Oh, with you Packers. mean he's cleaning it up? I agree. Oh, I agree. Well way, to, way to turn that around. Well okay. All right. Uh, anyways, the poll we put out got almost 4,500 votes. <laughs> Did it really? 47% <laughs> yes, it's possible. 53% stop it. <laughs> I voted stop it, FYI. <laughs> I voted I stop you know it. What? I don't think that's a terrible That's a terrible prediction. Like I could see What, eight it. touchdowns? Jared Cook. Eight touchdowns for Jared Cook. You don't think he's, that's a terrible prediction? That's horrible. He's horribly inconsistent. And he was somebody that fantasy enthusiasts would get all jacked about and be like, no, this is going to be the year. I grew frustrated with him about four years ago and stopped even, like, acknowledging oh, yeah. that he existed. Right. But this move with Green Bay, I, I think, like, there's some there's an, uh, there's an actual chance <laughs> he that he becomes fantasy old. relevant. Like, if you're ever going to buy into okay. Jared Cook, now is the time. I mean, with that offense – with that quarterback, right? And this, this is this is it. We're talking about a team where, like, not counting last year, where everybody was was slow or dead in the Packers' pass catching core, or they could, or finish. or twenty thirteen that too, where he Rodgers missed half a year. He threw thirty eight, thirty nine, and forty five touchdowns the three years before that. Right. Jared Jared Cook is huge. He's six five. He's he's fast. He can stretch the middle of the field with Jordy back. Say Jordy gets ten or eleven. Cobb gets eight or nine. You're right. telling me there's not room for Jared Cook to fall. You know, backwards into into eight touchdowns, not a chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but a chance. I nope. mean, if if it's zero percent, I put it at zero percent. I feel like there's a non-zero percent chance. <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is a guy. Touchdown. This is a guy who scored. That's like, a lot. He had five in 2013. Oh my god, that is, eight is a lot. He had five in 2013 with let's see who was throwing him the ball that year. The combination of Sam Bradford and Kellen Clemens. Yeah, buddy. And he scored five. I'd like to think, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, he could up that. I mean, look, if he can't do it here, he oh yeah, it's over. It'll never happen. It's just <laughs> look, the quarterback is the tide that raises all the pass catcher boats too. So I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, there's so many other guys. Look at the offense. Yeah, what? So you think Devontae Adams is gonna gonna vulture all those touchdowns from him? Hey, it's your boy Jeff Janice. Your boy. You've been talking about That's Double if he, J. If he gets on the field again, we saw what he could do. But McCarthy's <laughs> probably going to be like, I think Jeff still needs. Look, to Ty go. Montgomery's out there. Uh, I think he's still coming back from a serious injury, though. Uh, I hey, listen, him coming back. For, I'll take Ty Montgomery coming back from a serious injury over Jared Cook. 
All right. I just think Jared Cook's an interesting guy, depending on how the offseason goes. I uh, think his ceiling is five. To throw a, a late-round dart like, at, especially in MFL 10s and uh, and season-long, depending on what the offseason word out of camp is. I think his ceiling to me is five. If nothing else, he'll be a great streaming option. I think his floor is zero. <laughs> That's what I they did not pay him insignificant <laughs> money, though. They paid him three mil. For I know. I was deal. surprised by that. I was surprised by that. I thought they could have got. I thought they could have got Matt Forte for that kind they of. They so desperately needed speed at the tight end position. Though. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. Uh, Arian Foster meeting with the Dolphins. Not sure if he'll sign. Won't, they won't won't sign yet. That was put out by Rappaport. Okay. NFL Media Insider Ian Rappaport. Sorry. Um. So could the Dolphins and Texans be making a? A trade of sorts. <laughs> Can I ask you something, Jimmy Combe? Yes. Uh, why, when we talk about terrible franchises, yes. we were talking earlier in the show about, okay. hey, Cleveland, Cleveland fantasy. Yep. Why do the Dolphins not get mentioned with the horrible NFL franchise? Like, seriously, the Dolphins are the what? Browns. The Dolphins are the Browns with palm trees. <laughs> like it's first of, all, in, first, in, of all, first of all, that sounds better already. They're an insignificant. <laughs> that sounds better already. Insignificant franchise. If it wasn't for that, what year was it? Seventy-two that they went undefeated. Yes. Those guys coming out of the woodwork. I'm sorry, Dan Marino is insignificant. But he was fine. He was a good quarterback. He was one of the best. What did he win? One of the best. Yeah. What did he win? Speed this tangent up, please. <laughs> no, but I'm like, why? No, it's not a tangent. But it's like, why does Miami? No, it's a tangent. Why do they? Ex- no, we're talking about it because we're. The Dolphins are a train I mean, wreck, and I know now. Like, I, I, they they have made one playoff appearance since twenty two thousand one, basically. Oh dang! What does that mean? It means it's not a good franchise. It means they're but, not. But good. nobody gives them any scrutiny. Like nobody okay. puts them under that thing. Like everybody oh. likes to take shots at Cleveland. This, this there's is, no way. There's on. no way. RG three. This is your hot take bad. for twenty sixteen. That's not the a Dolphins hot take. are bad. It's listen. This is your take for twenty sixteen. Really? I don't know. That's it's a hot been, take. It's not a hot take. We should get the. We should get director of programming. Can Henry we bring, Hodgson it, can we bring it back to fantasy, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's like a while they while they haven't gotten scrutiny in our world is because the last two years they had a, a top ten running back. They've had a top twenty exactly. wide receiver. Jarvis Landry's there. Now they've Jarvis got Devontae Landry. Parker. But anyways, back to Freddie. Ryan Mar- Tannehill's a disappointment. Okay, that's fine. Back to Foster. Yes. If he does eventually sign with Miami this summer, does anybody like that fit? And what do we think it does to Jay Ajayi? Uh I mean, I do like it. I, I, you know, I mean, the thing with Arian Foster isn't really about the fit or where he lands. I think he fits everywhere. It's just about can he stay on the field? Can he right. stay healthy? I mean, so if you know, if- and the explosiveness too, because the injury he had, Achilles, Achilles is, is one of those things that just saps you of of that explosiveness. Yeah, Wesseling mentioned this mentioned this on the around the NFL podcast yesterday, but there aren't there isn't a long history of running backs coming back. The from same Achilles. from Achilles. Yeah. Now, granted, he also made the caveat that the Achilles surgery and recovery has come a long ways. Sure. Still. But but still, that's, but I, a, that's a big injury. Remember Dan Marino walking around when after he ruptured his Achilles? Like he looked terrible. Like I think of anybody who had an Achilles injury. Like you see them walk, like DJ Daniel Jeremiah. He's a scout yeah. here. For he doesn't have the same explosiveness yeah. getting, <laughs> the <laughs> getting to the, you know, the salad bar. Out of the podcast room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same. Um, I mean, I, I don't expect. For him, if he goes to Miami, for instance, I, I don't think he's going to be the same kind of workhorse he was earlier in his career in Houston because I think of, they'll mix him because in, of right? the A's, the the age and the injuries. Right. So I do think you'll see some Jay Ajayi kind yeah. of get some work in there. And I think you know, if anything, if you're the Dolphins, 
this is your way to kind of help Ajayi get up to speed. You bring in a quality veteran presence, right. a guy who can still be productive and sort of you know have that passing of the torch along the way. So I, I don't think that it completely kills Ajayi's value, but I do think you know I think Foster could be a nice kind of low end RB two potentially in Miami if if that's where he lands. I don't get why Arian Foster wants to go there. Yeah, that's that's what I don't get because they have palm trees. They have Paul. That's it's good. I mean, he's originally from no San income, Diego, so no income tax, and yeah. a decent payday. Yeah, he's from San Diego. It's similar, similar, similar situation. Okay, I get it. I get that's, that part. But that's the one thing too. Like, a, I mean, why why wouldn't he go to a, a team that's much much closer to like being the good? San Diego Chargers? Yeah. Where would you go? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just sign with New England? I I do that. I fantasy book everybody who's a veteran who's played long right. enough and has made enough money to Let's be go like, to hey, why not go to like Nick? Fair, where did Nick, Nick Fairley sign with the Saints? And you're like, dude, did New England just not want you? Like, what happened? Like, if if you were choosing and you're like, no, I'm going to go with the Saints because they're paying. I don't know. I don't think Louisiana. I don't think they have state taxes either. I don't. But, I think you're right. Uh, so maybe that's – plus New Orleans is awesome. But still, like, I would be like, oh, I, like New England just is that team that you feel is always going to be challenging for the Super Bowl, and I would want to be there. Sure. Why not? Make my money, and then I will go get – Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, buddy is staying with the 49ers unless San Francisco is, quote, blown away by an offer. That was the report this morning. <clears throat> Can Chip Kelly do anything with Colin Kaepernick? I mean, he's been talking about Blaine Gabbert, but I, I wonder personally if that's more of a management-type situation where they're trying to drive. Uh, I know that the front office reportedly really likes Blaine Gabbert. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I don't know how much that has to do with it. On paper – Colin Kaepernick is the fit to Chip Kelly's offense. Is he not? I, I mean, mean, absolutely. Uh, no, but part of it is fixing the mechanical issues he had. I mean, regardless of, of system fit, the fact is, you yeah, know. He's he was too throw- late in his career to fix that throwing. He was throwing one hoppers. Right. You know, I mean, he was great if he was coaching infield for a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy you want. You want As him. a starting quarterback, not so right. much. I mean, if they can somehow work that out, I think he is a great fit. I think that's a confidence issue. I do. Uh, and, and if Chip can, you know, simplify the game for him, uh, and that's a lot of what his offense is, is kind of, you know, cutting that field in half in terms of the reads. Well, he never updates it, so that's good. Oh, He's not going to have to learn new wrinkles because the same thing he was running three years ago, he's still going to try to run now. Oh, dang. He's not evolving. So oh, that'll, that'll be good. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Because I – there was some, I think he I think some some uh some uh 49ers fanboy came after the both of us over the last couple of weeks over Twitter like oh Chip Kelly's in this like this, this proven yeah. offense and Carlos Hyde I've seen you right. going back and forth with like, Carlos stop Hyde. yes stop like it's it's not so much Carlos Hyde it's that I don't have a lot of confidence in Chip Kelly and I don't think that the light's going to turn on he's going to be like all of a sudden be an NFL coach I think he was exposed and I think the NFL defensive coordinators at first were kind of like oh like the first time that a team rolled out the Wildcat. Oh, like, oh my no God, this is unbelievable. Right. What are we supposed to be doing right, with this? Exactly. And now nobody does it. It's a <clears> gimmick. <throat> it's a gadget type play. And I, I think Chip Kelly's You're saying whole Chip offense, Kelly's is a gadget offense? Let's see. I, I want, like, it's going to be proven this season. Like, when nobody catches up, or excuse me, when nobody. I mean, isn't it? When everybody's I, caught up. My, my thing with Chip Kelly, though, is that I never had a problem with Chip Kelly, the coach. It's Chip Kelly, the GM, that was a problem. I mean, when you get rid of guys, it's amazing what how 
ineffective your offense is when, when you it doesn't go from have talent when it doesn't have talent or speed. So good segue. It's amazing. Good segue. If Cap is the starting quarterback, who the hell does he throw the ball oh, to? Yeah, I mean that's the problem. I don't know. I mean I've seen those YouTube videos where guys just throw it up and like run back and catch it themselves. Is that? Possible? I mean he's pretty fast. Can you do that in the NFL? So like Bruce Ellington, Quentin Patton, Torrey Smith. I was going to be one of my my daps with uh, to Mister Perfect. And he, when he was a, uh, a famed WWE wrestler of the early 90s. It was great, that promo. And his, his vignette was how perfect he was. And one of the things, he was in the Vikings practice facility. I forget who it was. It was like Steve Jordan or somebody like that. So he's sitting there and he throws a 100-yard pass to himself, which is just amazing. <laughs> it's so stupid. And then he looks right into the camera and says, perfect. Perfect. And I feel like that's what Colin Kaepernick should do. Just throw it just out. Just do uh, that. Book. All right. Go and catch it. Boom. All right. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, no, you're right, Gilhar. Honestly, I, I mean, I don't know who the Niners are going to throw out there to. I, you know, and they it's could not, address it during the draft. They yeah, could. I think that they're going to have to. Um, obviously, they've missed the boat um, in terms of free agency. But, yeah, I, I mean, you look around. There's not much they, out there. They man. could still bring back Quan. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. It's um, Laquan Treadwell? <clears throat> Laquan Treadwell's an interesting fit there. There's no question about it. Uh, I think they'll try to address it in the second round. I, I, I would be surprised if they don't try to make some kind of move at some point to get Josh Doxson. We shall see. But we'll see. The draft's going to be great. Andre Caldwell says Amir Abdullah is... Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. What did I call him? Andre. Andre. Andre Caldwell. <laughs> don't know why I called him Andre Caldwell. Uh, <laughs> I just think about those eyes. Uh, no, Jim Caldwell pegs Amir Abdullah as, quote, most likely to improve. Agree? Disagree? I think that that pregnant pause there. Yes. I, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. I mean, there was an ellipse in the rundown. Look, there too. Yeah, look. True. Let's. Why can't he get better? I mean, the the one knock on him, or the biggest knock on him, was the fact that he the kept putting the football. Bumble Ruski, man. But I mean, we've seen guys uh, really figure out how to curb that. I mean, uh, go back to Tiki Barber, who was Tiki a guy Barber who early in his career was a huge fumble liability, and then after a couple years, he figured it out and then became a fantastic running back, right. especially fantasy-wise. So, I mean, I don't see why. And he never fumbled. Right. That was the funny thing. So I don't see why Amir Abdullah can't start to make progress in that area. It's. Co- I would hire Tom Coughlin as a special consultant. Okay. You are That's, Amir no. Abdullah's fumbling consultant. There you go. So he just make puts sure him in the doghouse then and he loses all his confidence? <laughs> no, That's he, what Tom Coughlin did with a lot uh, of guys. Yeah, but he taught Tiki Barber how to hold the football. And he was very successful. He was one of those guys who had some of the best years of his career after the age of thirty. Yeah. I mean, is it is this is it possible though? Because Amir Abdul. I mean, again, going back to his college days, even in Nebraska, he was extremely fumble prone. He got better as his career went on. He it, like those numbers are skewed. People look at it, and he lost like thirteen fumbles or whatever, and they're like, <gasps> "That's a." But he lost like six as a freshman, okay. and then like three and two and one. Like it, it dropped down significantly. Those numbers aren't exact. Don't quote me on that. But it was like it was right. that kind of sliding. Scale. Okay, he got a lot better. But I mean, but again, it's not like uh, the fumbles he lost in the NFL in season one were not. It's not like oh hey, the guy just got a hat on it. No, he just. I mean, he was. I, I don't even know what was happening out there. He, he was just like, dropping the rock. He lost like two, like the whole season. Okay, I think they protected him pretty well. But but he how many he lost two? Those were fumble lost. How many how many times did he put it on the carpet? Thirty five. It was thirty five. Okay. Uh, I think I think what could help him too is actually like. Maurice Jones-Drew is somebody that talks about this all the time, too, is that he was – Amir was in the worst committee last year because they kept right. giving the ball to Joik. Theo Zach Zenner was getting it early in the year. Theo Riddick was getting it. Like, I'm looking at his game logs. He only had 
more than 10 carries, one, two, three, four, five, six times. So what's Mojo saying? That if he if he got a bunch Guys, of carries, you need you need rhythm, a little you need, rhythm, you need to get, get the lather going. It, you know, if you're coming off the if you're coming in cold every time, like right. you're, not, you're of course you're not going to be as effective, and you might be more likely to put it on the ground. So it'd be interesting, I don't disagree. It'd be interesting to see what he can do with more touches. Of course. Um, and obviously Steven, the road is there this this year, yes. right? Stephen Ridley, of course, though now as soon as we say this, was meeting with the Lions earlier this eh, earlier like this morning. Eh. I, I'm just reporting facts. <laughs> facts. No, I I mean matter. I love I'm, rank you and I. We all loved Demir last year. I loved him coming out of college. I will probably it you know take some darts at him again okay. late in drafts. But Where does he go? ADP seven point oh six. Is that right? Seventh Point round to fantasy Ooh. football. Seventh fantasy. round. That's not, I mean, you know that's, what? That's now it's about right. Because last year he was he was like, a fifth rounder. He was a, fifth, he was yeah. a reach fifth rounder. Yeah. Total reach fifth rounder. So right. now people are kind of burned on him. Kind of like when you go to that place, get a bad pizza pie. You're like, I'm not going there again, but it may be awesome. Like but maybe. Pizza. But then they sent you a my first. They sent you a fifty percent off coupon. You're like, you know what? My first yeah. Blaze pizza was not very good, and okay. I could have written the, the the thing off. Yeah, could have been like, no, nah, I'm, I'm never going back. Uh huh. Forget this brand new franchise. Somebody right. famous is a part. Ashton of Kutcher. Kutcher isn't yeah. like LeBron like part of Blaze. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Ashton we're, Kutcher. We're getting off the rails here. No, though, no, no, no. Listen, I'm making a point. Okay. Like I could have walked away. Okay. From Blaze Pizza. Forever, but you didn't. But okay. I didn't. No. And you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. I enjoy Blaze Pizza. Now you're a better man. I think for it's it. good. Okay. And it's a part of my life. And Amir Abdullah is Blaze Pizza. And I think Amir Abdullah could be just like that. Okay. Great. Like sometimes, like, listen, we all have bad days. I don't want to judge it off one poor. I'll give you an opportunity. If, okay. if enough people are speaking well of you, I'll give you a second okay. chance. Okay. There you go. So I'm giving him a second chance. Seventh round, I'm sitting there. Amir Abdullah is available. I'm drafting him. Done. In Chi Town. The Bears GM says Kevin White's 100% healthy, his ADP right now. In the ninth round, uh, do you like the price? Ninth round? Yeah. I love that. I yeah. like it. I like it a lot. Um, He's right there with uh, DGB, Stephon Diggs. Oh, man. Steve Smith. I don't know. I'm going by fantasy. Yeah. I, would, I don't know where where uh, this 9.0 I think, I'd, I think I'd much rather have DGB than Kevin. Calvin Diggs. Johnson, 9.08. That's amazing. That's awesome. People That's taking. Maybe he'll come back. Who knows? <laughs> it's probably adjusting. Yeah, and it's he's adjusting just as, as we go. Dropping quickly. Right. Exactly. I think, it's a, I think it's very fair. I think it's a great place. I mean, look, I I had him on a. I drafted him on a dynasty team last year. Obviously, didn't get anything from him, but I'm right. looking forward to. It. I'm I'm kind of curious to see what he offers, especially you know knowing that Alshon could use some help on the other side there in right. Chicago. No I, Martellus Bennett. No Martellus Bennett now. Got Zach Miller. Um, man. Got Zach Miller. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I they, had the, they had the offer sheet matched by uh, they were for Josh through. Hill. Josh Hill. It doesn't make that makes no sense um, for both yeah. teams. But well, I, I think I think Kevin White can be productive this year. Um, can he? I mean, I guess my question is, what's his? What's this guy's ceiling? Right? Like he is essentially a rookie. Rookie wide receivers historically have not done too well. Although, I, I, albeit recently, that's not been true. Um, I like the fact that there is no Martellus Bennett. Uh, means more targets, especially around the red zone. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think about what this guy could do in terms of a ceiling. I, I mean, maybe at most he gives you a thousand and six. Yeah, I'd say a thousand and eight. That's fine. That's about That's right. Good. That's fine. All right. He's like a twenty dollar bill you find in your pocket. Boom. Like, oh, I forgot it was there. That's that's what's going to be great about him in draft season is people have like you are going to be like, oh, he's basically a rookie and blah 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 blah. But like. Man, the upside is there, and he's got a true number one opposite him. He's got a, a capable quarterback who has had two successful fantasy wide receivers before. True. I would love 
grabbing him in the ninth round. All right, there you go. The only thing I fear is that the Bears will be winning so many games that they'll be grinding the clock out at the end <laughs> and really going away from the passing game. That's that's your fear. That is my, my biggest fear with him. That's that's not your biggest fear. I wish everybody listening at home could see the smirk <clears throat> on Adam Rank's I don't have a smirk. That. <laughs> that is, I don't have a smirk. Yes, yes it do. could literally happen. It, it, I mean, it, it could. could. See, thank you. It could. Great. It's about as likely as Jared Cook catching Dude, a touchdown. Stop. Just, just stop. All right. Uh, we touched on it briefly here. Why do you the, hate uh, fantasy points? <laughs> the Bears made an offer to Josh Hill, tight end in uh, New Orleans, for some unbeknownst reason. The Saints then matched that deal. <laughs> that what? was the best. Why Jake, why are, you're baffled by like every tight end contract <laughs> this offseason. You've been the like, Saints, what? The Saints have no cap space whatsoever. And they're going to match the and the, but the but the thing is they they went and got Kobe Fleener. Look James, somebody has to drive the Josh Hill hype train this. I don't understand. Why shouldn't it be the Saints? I don't understand the move. It's at probably all. what the move probably is is Kobe Fleener insurance cuz they paid a bunch of money to Kobe Fleener but if they're like this if Kobe Fleener gets injured or he doesn't, you know, live up to his potential as he has the past 4 years then we've got Josh Hill still who also hasn't lived up his, to his potential. <laughs> But hey, but hey, he's the guy we know. Now they've got two two horses in the race. Well, they got three. They got that who man, 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 man. Yeah, yeah, who man's not. You know, he's not not not. He's going to be like a that helps no one champion midway. Oh, I know. Season. Then I got to go back. And I mean, isn't that what we said about Ben Watson? No, I mean, I mean, what? Wait, what? he's still there. Uh, ben, wa- no, no, Ben Watson's not. No, he's, he's not. joking. He's joking. joking. I pro- he, he went somewhere. They probably wanted to match his offer as well, but they they couldn't. How stunned do you think the Bears were? Just like, <laughs> yeah, really like, like wait, hey, we're wait. gonna sign Josh Hill. Like that cool. was like done back. deal, right? Exactly. Like, oh wait, you're gonna, you're still gonna eat that? Like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right, very cool. Uh, uh, I didn't get it. Let's talk Matt Jones quick, though. Oh sure. Uh, the Washington says uh, the head coach there, uh, Gruden says he's gonna take a quote gamble on Matt Jones as a lead back. Yes, he said that uh, that's why they let um, a very productive runner in Alfred Morris walk is because they have Matt Jones and they. Are you using air quotes for very productive? No, that is what he said. Oh. Okay. I mean, you look at his career. He's been ve- he's been very productive there. Freddie Moe? Freddie Moe. Yeah. I like Alfred Morris a lot. It, last year, he, it's hard to say he was productive, though. Right. He's looking at his career, not speaking okay. of one it's game. more of a Redskins thing. Uh, Which is also why I think fault. he says it's a gamble with Matt Jones, because they like his size, they like his speed, but he pulled a great vanishing act after yeah. that one week, magical week, one. week two game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and Chris Thompson's there, obviously, to take all the third down work. Well, he did. Gruden did reference in that article, though, that uh, they like that Matt Jones can catch passes out of the backfield too. So I think Chris Thompson might be more of the the hurry up, two minute offense kind of guy who does get in on some third downs. But I think they believe that Matt Jones could potentially be a three down back for him. I don't know. Do you believe the coach speak, Gilhart? Because I, Chris Thompson got so much work last year. I would be shocked if they went away from him next year. Here's the thing. He didn't get. I mean, he didn't get that much work in the grand scheme of things. The problem was it was such a revolving door there in the backfield okay. that it made it hard to to figure out who was going to get what. Wasn't Chris Thompson the most consistent Probably. of those three backs though? Yeah, for a stretch, for a while. Okay. I mean, I, I do at least like the fact that they are proclaiming someone as the, the lead starter. Back. Right. Would you exactly. like? Yeah, that's yeah, that's I mean, that at least, yeah, it is March, but it is, n- it right. is nice to hear. Like, but at thanks. least that offers a little bit of clarity as to what we're doing because before, I mean last year it was it literally was the shrug emoji. Like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea. It was the shrug emoji come to life. It, it was. Pretty much. Plus he was a rookie last year. Matt Jones? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't understand why it's that big of a leap. I mean, they got somebody in there to get a little bit of experience, and now going into his second year, he's going to be ready to go. Matt Jones is going pretty up. late too, right? Seventh round-ish? Oh, he's going uh, – I'm sorry. I keep looking at uh, fantasy, fantasy football, football calculator. calculator. It's a sixth round. Okay. Which seventh, is a little, round, yeah. Which is a little early. But I do I do like the thing. I like Jay Gruden's attitude. He's like Kyle McLaughlin in Showgirls. When he's like, hey, what do you do in Vegas when we need a superstar? We gamble. Wow. <laughs> Bad. That's my second. That's my second favorite line of that movie. Your second favorite, by, by Kyle. No, the first one is is uh, Liz Berkeley's over at the house. I don't need. She's to hear like, this. oh, is this Chris Stahl? Round one. We're no, going to no, be talking no, about bold options. And he says, I don't know why Chris Stahl, but I always drink champagne. Like so uh, stupid. What does that even mean? Why are you quoting Showgirls? On it's the been on in rotation <laughs> on the paid movie channels. Stop. I'm the biggest sucker because I. What's wrong with you? I have you? Amazon Prime, Why so I are called you up quoting uh, this movie. <laughs> this Listen, mo- that movie was I, garbage. I, What's wrong with you? Garbage. Come on. I will be flipping through the channels and there's nothing on, and then you just wanted to. Oh, and then I there's nothing on. But I'm going to flip on Showgirls. I, I would like somebody. That's to do, a terrible. Life I would like I've, somebody. I've to done do worse. A, I would like somebody to do a rough cut. Because they show different scenes of whatever that show is that they star in with Crystal Connors. But they're like, it's so, like, one scene, there's, like, motorcycles. And then oh, there's so you like want the whole thing put together. I want the whole thing. <laughs> you want the super, super cut. Like super, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Super cut of that whole thing. Of the whole like, show. I think that would be amazing. Because that makes no <laughs> sense. All right, internets. Do your stuff. So. Make it so. <laughs> Let's right. talk about James, controversy. Yeah, I you. think I, our, our best filmmakers. <laughs> what are you even? Are what are you even talking about right now? Okay, look. Uh, let's go to the first round. Hey, Jay Gruden's the one. First overall. Girls, not stop me. it. No. What are you talking? Okay. Don't, like, just don't don't ask him. Don't ask right, him. Let's keep moving. Uh, all right. Controversial picks at number one overall. Not first round. Not top five. One. Overall, you know what we do with the first overall pick, we gamble. Gamble. Thank you for that very much, Adam <laughs> Rank. Oh boy, um, can we make that a drop. Can I no. make a case? Could you imagine? You if I get the number one overall, the Showgirls DVD, like, oh, I'm just making a drop. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> Anyways, I'm psycho. Do you mind? <laughs> I'm, I'm like two minutes away from turning off your mic, <laughs> putting you in podcast timeout. <laughs> do you mind if we? Please. Thank you. Thank <laughs> make, you. make your point about David Johnson. I would like which to will make probably be more obscene. Obscene than, than that movie? What we were just talking about. But anyways, go ahead. Oh, wow. What a sell. Go ahead. Thank you. No. I appreciate it. I, I'm uh, looking uh, forward to this. Look, can we? I, I want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Because oh, that's true. Look, I, I know that uh, right now, wh- where's Odell going? He, he's going middle somewhere. Of the first. Middle of the first, right? Top four. I feel as if if I had the number one overall pick and I was being sensible. I really want to take Odell Beckham Jr. number one overall. Okay. Explain. And, and it's because, like, I, I get Antonio Brown is right there, and Antonio Brown has a longer history of, of being a very productive player. Great. I get it. Odell Beckham Jr., I, what, what did he have last year? 1450. Let me look at this real quick. 1450, <laughs> double-digit touchdowns. 1450 and 13 touchdowns. And I Odell remember Beckham. people and I remember people coming out and being like, oh, he's not going to be You're anywhere not gonna be close. A good. Not going to be anywhere as close. You're not going to be a good. It's to where he was as a rookie. Yeah, he was pretty much <laughs> he was, right there. He was, he was pretty right much there. the same. He was right there. Although, I will say this. Uh, you know, MGR guy, Marcus Grant, uh, what did you say? You said in the preseason he is going to put up similar 
almost similar numbers like to what he did as a rookie. Right, but because except the, it'd be spread out over right because like the, the, the point per game average would be less, or somebody right. would, someone out there would be like, "This guy's falling off," you know. Right. <laughs> like, but he's fine. He he did exactly what I thought he would. Fifteen hundred and thirteen touches. You'll take that all day. You'll take the, if if fourteen fifty and double digit touchdowns is this guy's floor. I, I'm telling you, the upside to me is just unbelievable. Could he push? Could he push eighteen hundred oh, and yeah. fifteen touchdowns? I think that's I think that's doable. Potentially, Eli Manning never gets hurt. That's a that's a, a question mark. That's beautiful uh, uh, for uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. We saw Antonio Brown struggle at times without Big Ben. Uh, Eli's always healthy. He, he and even if he's not, he's out there still slinging it. And I love the fact that he has tunnel vision as well. <laughs> and that's got to mean good things for for a guy like OBJ. Am I crazy? No. For saying OBJ to me is, I I think like a case could be made that he's the best, uh, safest fantasy football player. Jim, uh, overall, you're talking about a top four fantasy pick. Okay, going number one overall. It's not that big a leap. Not that big for everything that you say. I mean, it, it really to me, I would take one of the top receivers, be it Antonio Brown, Od- Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Those to me should be the first four guys off the board, and I don't think I, I think it basically comes down to your preference. I think you could talk yourself into any one of those guys, and OBJ is a very great option. I prefer Antonio Brown. Uh, I think that uh, without, but would you Martavis have Julio Brown, Jones ahead of no, OBJ? No, no, too? no, OBJ would be my number two. Okay. So you couldn't make a case for Julio at number one? I mean, I think you could make a case You for could. The only thing, uh, I would start looking at the quarterbacks. When you start getting that close, like when you're trying to dis- to uh, to choose between three guys who are very similar, you start going through the, your progressions of like, oh, what, what what's their team structure like? Right. What's their schedule like? What division do they play in? And then the quarterback has to be one of the things that you consider – and looking at those three options, I think that Matt Ryan would be the worst of those three quarterbacks. So I would want to so go. So I'd have, I'd have Julio. Th- here's here's my counterpoint to that because James is talking about could Odell Beckham get to 1,800 yards receiving in a season? Well, yeah. Julio's been there. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. Julio's done that. That's Julio did point. it last year. 136, 136 catches, 18, almost 1,900 yards. Right. You know, um, you would think that with that many yards, he'd have more than eight touchdowns. But still, who's complaining about that? Um, so he's already done it. He's done it with Matt Ryan as his quarterback. So you know, wh- who's to think he can't yeah, do Matt it? Matt Ryan's still his quarterback. Meh, Ryan. Uh, I will say this though: you were talking about upside, James. Yeah. With Beckham. Uh, last year, had Brown and Roethlisberger played all sixteen games together, right. this was his potential line. 159 catches, Jeez. 2,100 yards, Ugh. and 13 touchdowns. So the, you're 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 making the point that Antonio Brown actually has higher ups. There are more question marks, yeah. but how prolific Brown and Roethlisberger are together? Right. That I think that he's the he's the more. I mean, we're talking bold picks, but like just as a counterpoint to your upside argument with Beckham, which I totally understand, Brown's upside is through the roof, especially in PPR. Uh, we threw Gronk into the mix. Would can anyone make a case to me that Gronk should be the I, number one? Over? I can't right now. Not with all the tight end moves that have happened. Well, I think that that has changed it. With before free agency and all these tight ends moving around, that it was probably a little bit easier. But I guess the argument is he was 25 points better than the next tight end. I mean, that's a, a sizable gap. Significant. That's a it's sizable significant. gap. I mean, there was, uh, you know, 
Gronk, 183.6 fantasy points. Gary Barnage, the next closest, at 158.3. I mean, that's that's a and Gronk missed down. a couple games, too. Right, right. yep. Um, but that's, so, but is, isn't that part of it, though? Because he plays with a reckless a style yeah. that could, you know, leave him open to injuries. When you're talking about the number one overall selection, I want to go with the person or the player that I perceive is the safest option. To me, it's Antonio Brown, followed by Odell Beckham Jr., followed by Julio Jones. I wasn't meaning to besmirch. No, uh, I, I didn't think you were. But I'm like, when you're talking about guys that are that close, I remember last year in one of my fantasy drafts, uh, I actually, because I was at the, I was at like the eight or nine hole. Yeah. And Le'Veon Bell kept falling. Right. So I was looking and I knew the guy behind me would, t- and I'm like, I just can't, because the guy behind me I know is the, is the guy who is probably the smartest fantasy player in our league. And I'm like, I can't let you just walk away with Le'Veon Bell. Dra- yeah. He was ninth. I was eighth. And I go, I can't allow that. So I'm going to take it because knowing the way our draft worked and everything that, he was going to take Antonio Brown, and I'm like praying. I'm like, don't take Julio Jones. And he went back and took a running back, and I took Julio Jones and ended up with him and was very happy with him and thought he was a great player. So I, I like those guys, but I like the safe options. I feel like when you're drafting first overall, you want to make sure that's going to hit. Your first-round pick's not always going to hit. And Ask anybody who took Eddie Lacy. Right. But you want if you're number one overall and your guy doesn't come through, that's the worst. You know what's so funny, too? Last year I was in a league where uh, a guy uh, took Julio. He's from Atlanta. He took Julio Jones, uh, one overall, and just got destroyed in the chat room. Just got destroyed in the chat room. But, man, you look at that first round. That might have been the best pick in the first round. Could have been. There yeah. was a lot of disappointment in the first round last oh, year. Oh, my gosh. Which is why I think, like you were saying, Rank, some some of those top wide receivers make sense there because they there are less question marks than at running back. And running backs tend to get dinged up earlier. But speaking of. And I know, well, I, I will say this because I know a lot of people will talk about Antonio Brown not being as effective without Ben Roethlisberger, right. who also has his own injury concerns. But I will say that Antonio Brown struggling came with Michael Vick. Because when they went with Landry, okay, Brown was good enough. Thank like he God. wasn't a superstar. Like obviously he's not going to be as good as he would be without with 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 Ben Roethlisberger in there, right? But with Landry, it was a little bit more like okay, this is what would happen if he had a le- if they went with a legitimate option. They didn't try the Michael Vick thing, right? Because that just didn't work, right? That's true. Um, how about David Johnson, number one? Oh, I know I've been joking around about it a bunch this offseason. You're not joking. I know I'm not joking. It's one of those things. Like you're, <laughs> it's like you want it like when you try to say some uh, some harsh truth to somebody. Okay. Put it in the phrase of a joke like, right. oh, no, I'm joking. So you can be like, oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. And I know, but deep down, you really think that David Johnson's the number one overall. <laughs> so, so explain yourself. Well, here's the thing with this guy, right? Like Bruce Arians uh, sh- has shown that he likes to go to one guy. Yep. Uh, which has been great. David Johnson is his guy going to the season. Uh, a young dude, big, explosive. I mean, 6'1", 225, uh, 4, 5, 40. Uh, do you want me to go through his entire co- – he had 25 <laughs> uh, reps on the bench press, a 41-and-a-half-inch vert. He is an athletic monster. Very nice combine. And, um, as we saw, really good at catching the ball in the backfield as well. He, I mean, he is – to me, the most complete back in the NFL uh, as of this second. Why would I not want that guy number one overall? 
Could any of his success had it? I mean, you talk about a guy who is a physical freak. Yes. Who benefited a little bit from not having to play a full season. He shows up. You know what? Like your friends are out partying one night. They're at the bar. You know, you work till midnight. Everybody's, you know, close to a blackout. You show up. You're fresh as a daisy. (laughs) You stand out to all the women out there. And you, you know, you you come off very well. And I think that's what David Johnson was able to do. He was able to show up halfway through the season. And just start wrecking dudes, guys who are you know at the back half of the season where you're, you know, starting to get a little bit, little bit more uh, slow, little injured, and everything like that. I think that worked out. And and the one thing that I fear about David Johnson is again when you're talking about the first overall pick, right? You want to make sure it's the most rock solid. And instead, you're going with a guy who could be this season's version of C.J. Anderson, Whoa. or anybody, or Whoa. even. Like Eddie Lacy, like I was making a point for Eddie Lacy being the top running back last season, and a lot of it made sense. Physical, great offense, uh, great supporting cast, blah, blah, blah. It just falls apart. Like the running back position to me is too volatile. And they re- they're bringing back Chris Johnson. So maybe they're going to look at it like, hey, you know what? We might be a little bit more effective if we're able to rotate these backs in, keep everybody fresh. Because maybe he thought that going with one guy over and over again – hurt him a little bit in the playoffs, and if this is a team that is has that has Super Bowl aspirations, right? They might say, yeah, they we, might wanna, "We might want to adopt a different different style, kind of mix and match our backs." And Andre Ellington's still lurking as well. I, I get it, man. I, I get it. It's just to me, if this guy's upside, <clears throat> if he can start approaching sixteen hundred y- total yards with 12, 13, 14 touchdowns, uh, at the running back uh, again at a position that is still there's still a dearth of talent, uh, of good talent, at the running back position. But you're now drafting a guy that you hope can reach a level that you feel is acceptable, whereas you're looking at guys like Antonio Brown, OBJ, and Julio Jones, who have already reached that level and right. reached it consistently. So you're going to eschew those guys <laughs> and go, like, this guy might. I think you're doing the Kyle McLaughlin here. Like I said, I saying, like I said, if I'm sensible, here I'm going to take Malone. If I'm sensible, pick. I'm wow. taking OBJ. God, you if know I'm way too much about that movie this rank. Bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to ignore it. I mean, it wasn't jo- it was enjoyable, not from an entertainment standpoint, uh, but uh, from a, uh, a heckling. It, the unintentional comedy in that movie, if off the charts. If Liz uh, Berkeley would have just played it a little bit differently. I feel that wow, okay, Gina, Gina Gershon, oh, Gina Gershon so has the ability to take roles. Like she was great in Face Off, like fantastic. Like she knows how to play in those type of movies. Okay, and I think in this offense, I don't know. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, a for effort, rank. All right, let's talk about some of these unexpected names All that right, could please. sneak into the first round. Please, uh, I'll start with the first one off the top because I brought this one up. Yeah. And you and I were discussing it back and forth in the newsroom yesterday. Lamar Miller. Right now, he's going about the middle of the second round, 205. Right. Yep. Uh, but when you look at it, like I said, he is a guy, you know, we've all been waiting for him to reach his potential. He never gets the necessary touches, yet the last two years, he was the sixth highest scoring running back last year, the ninth highest scoring running back the year before. When he gets 15-plus touches, he uh, is a monster, as I've said, in past games. And Bill O'Brien has a history in his time as the head coach of the Texans of feeding his number one back. They went out, paid Lamar Miller a ton of money. Right. Like... This is all setting up for him to have another dynamite, like top ten, top ten campaign. Like, and I think by if the you're th- sitting there at 108, oh, pick overall. Yeah, I, lo- I was just gonna say if I'm looking at if so if I'm sitting there at the back end of the first round and those top wide receivers are gone, all gone, like AD 
Gurley and Lev Bell are gone. Right. I might I might jump on Miller at the back end of the first round there. That's not a bad call. I mean, because mostly because when you take a guy at with the eighth pick in the first round, you're not confident he's going to come back to you. No. So like, and and looking at like you said, we we run out of those running backs real quick. So I look at taking him. If I if I wait on him, he's probably gone. And then like Freeman and somebody else is gone. So then I'm real question mark at running back. Whereas if I take him in the first round, I can get probably Dez, A. Rob. Jordy, I agree. AJ Green. I like agree. One of those four guys in the second round there, and I like I like that tandem a lot better than reaching on one of those wide receivers and then trying to, you know, all four of those guys could be gone if I take one. And then Lamar guessing, Miller and Des Bryant. That's not a bad combo. Not a bad start. That's not a bad combo at all. Because you figure the running backs you would be choosing between would be Lamar Miller, Devontae Freeman, Jamal Charles, Tommy Rawls. Those guys, yeah, yeah I could two, see two I, coming off major injuries. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, at that point, and you and you figure all the big name. Uh, let's say everybody, DeAndre, all those Julio, dudes, are those gone. guys are gone, yeah. long gone. Maybe Gronkowski's gone too. I like it. I, I and honestly, I'm with you. I think um, even though he's been a disappointment in Miami, I feel like a lot of that has to do with playing with the Dolphins, who just are they're not a good franchise. And again, <laughs> the, the Browns know, with palm trees. The Browns with palm trees, and it's. <laughs> no, and it, 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 but it, it does make sense fantasy wise because even though they've had some success, I think that Lamar Miller would have been better off with another team. I think Jarvis Landry would be better off with another team, maybe even Ryan Tannehill himself. But now that he's going to Houston, and we've seen it, they've even had success last year with uh, with some of their backup guys. Freddie Blue had some games where he was pretty good, and so you put a guy in there with talent, and I think one hundred eight. I think that's about the spot where I would feel very confident and comfortable with going with Lamar Miller. Uh, you just mentioned it. Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. I find him to be so interesting. Um, I could totally. If you have the, like, like, I'm thinking if you have the sixth pick in the draft and the first five picks were all of those stud wide receivers just gone and you're Adam Rank and you're like, nah, nah I'm not taking running back, man. <laughs> Allen Robinson is staring you right in the face and you know he's not coming back. Where, where are you thinking? Like 106? That's what I'm saying. Ooh. So you're, say, so you're saying I like OBJ. A-Rob, but man. OBJ, I'm just saying the, he's not coming back, dude. Nick I mean, I was, thinking, I was thinking I, – I know it's only a couple of spots, but sometimes in the first round a couple of spots makes all the Oh, difference. it's huge. I'm thinking eight or nine where you're looking at a zero RB strategy. You're looking, yep. at, uh, you're looking at Allen Robinson exactly. somewhere around eight. You come back, you can get Jordy Nelson, A.J. Green. Right. You know, maybe Alshon, depending on the flavor. I think Dez will still be there, man. Possibly Dez still being there. You can get him second round. And then even then, you can still come back third, fourth round. You're still looking at, you know, the C.J. Andersons. Uh, you know, who else would be? Carlos Hyde, Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. So you can get yourself a couple of really good running or uh, wide receivers up front, come back and still have some decent running See, backs but in that's the third, what I'm fourth saying, round. Though. When you look at that list you mentioned, right, like – Dez and all them, right? Like, um, is Al like Allen Robinson's got to be more attractive, no? The Dez? What? No. Mm. Mm. I like Allen Robinson. I like him a lot. Don't get me wrong. I think I'd rather Dez. Because in your scenario where you're going 106, you yeah. got to figure Brown, Beckham, uh-huh. Jones, right. Hopkins. Yep. Dez has got to be gone. To be at 106. Is that right? If you're, I mean, if, you're six, going, if you're going Robinson at 106, you're that's going to cause a major Gron- run on unless, wide receiver. <laughs> okay, let's say okay, let's say Gronkowski went fifth. Well, let's say you know, you're no, left, no, no, you're but let's say no, no. There's a lot of managers, a lot of managers out there that won't take a tight end in the first round. Period. What's they just point? won't do it. Um, 
like for me, like if I'm at, if I'm at 106, I'm not even considering Gronk. I, I mean, I'm not considering him. I'd rather I'd rather take a a, a a swing and a miss on somebody than than take a tight end in the first round. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just. I'm one of those guys, and I know there's a lot of managers that feel the same. But at 106, I'm telling you, like may, maybe the fifth pick is is AP or Gurley or uh, uh, or Lev Bell. And if you had the fifth pick and you got Lev Bell, one of those guys, you're you're ecstatic. Okay, so now one of those studs is gone. But you really want to embrace this zero RB strategy. A Rob at six is. I still think you're taking. I think, I think you're taking Dez over. I think A-Rob. you flip flop those. You take Dez and then you get A Rob on the on the return if he's still there. All right. Or you let Marcus take A Rob at one oh nine. There you go. There you go. All right. Let's go back up one guy. Yeah. Let's talk about him. We've mentioned no. him a little bit. I don't want to talk about him because you're ruining the chance for me to just, you know, for him to <laughs> – Look, Eddie Lacy, man, my whole plan was that <laughs> the people, whole were, gonna, plan, people were going to remember him as being Bad out of Eddie shape yeah. and then he They was were going to remember that, that playoff touchdown where, like, he, he ran, like, 50 yards and should have scored, but he got too tired and right. got tackled. So, like, I wanted him to fall to the third round and I can just, like, scoop him up and be happy. But now there's pictures of him all svelte and hanging out with Tony Horton. Right. And now we're talking about him maybe being a surprise. First, you're you're ruining everything. You're Look, ruining man, it it's gonna happen. It is gonna happen, though. <sighs> he plays for one of the premier franchises in the NFL. His first two years in the league, he finished sixth in fantasy scoring. There you go. Each year, um, and uh, you know, again, one of the most prolific offenses in the NFL. He <laughs> there's been so there's already been so many stories about him looking skinny. And right? he, it's been like a month. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what's gonna happen when it's July, man? That's it. And he's, he's cut. Then we're going to get shirtless pictures of him like Tebow running through the shredded. rain. Shredded. He's going to be shredded Look, in July. Man, oh, no, listen. No, it could go the other way. Oh. Because so many people go on the 4th of July. Diet. Oh, I see. And everything like, okay. oh, look at me. I'm ripped. And all of a sudden, you know, you go back to the same habits. Uh-huh. You go out. Go one to the night. Taco Bell. People are uh, starting like, eh, hey, you know what? China food. China you go food. Go out. You know? Throw down uh, some Jaeger bombs, and you're like, yeah, what are you going to do? Going right. to drive through Del Taco. The thing is, Eddie Lacy has a significant amount of money on the line for this year. But that's what I'm saying. He's at the end of his rookie right. contract. I think I – think This is so predictable. He's, he's, oh, I know. He's, it's like it's I, was, so I was expecting the, for this narrative to happen like months from now, but already there's fans bumping into Eddie Lacy. That's what I'm saying. And he's, he's looking cut. Uh, Fox – I think it was Fox Sports, credit to them, actually did a gif of they had a, a straight-on shot of Eddie Lacy from the season – and then they like kind of time lapsed it into that photo of him with the fan recently, and you can see there is a notable noticeable difference. Right, but during the season it was all about pad level, Gelhart. Remember that? Wasn't he about was the weight. Overweight. It was about the pad level, according to Mike Eddie McCarthy Lacey and, and Mike him. McCarthy. Right, exactly. No, it was not. He was he was too big. Um, I think Eddie Lacy's gonna sneak into the first round again, yeah, man. It, again, <laughs> he's like. Don't. I, I, so I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about this as I was looking at uh, looking at this, and we were and you guys were finishing up the bold one on one predictions. I was like, man, if that run on wide receivers happens, and yeah. I'm sitting at the back end of the first round, like actual last pick, okay, I could probably see myself taking Lamar Miller and Eddie Lacy, and then loading up on wideouts after that. I don't Coming disagree. back around and getting like a an Edelman and a Landry and, and you know a, gold, a Golden Tate or something like that. Bro, no, no, no. why? Well, depending on who's there, Lamar Miller, Eddie Lacy, that doesn't get you riled up, dude. There's a, a lot of great, their wide receivers combo. are going to be so bad, and then all of a sudden, Eddie Lacy he goes back to hometown buffet <laughs> on the reg. <laughs> 
Lamar Miller becomes the disappointment we all, <laughs> we all knew he was. Right? <laughs> You're like, how did I buy into this? Like, I should have known better. Bill O'Brien, like you hate Bill O'Brien now. All that's like, like there's too much. Uh, the, no, it's no. too risky. <laughs> this is like this is what it, what it is. Is it's like what taking back to back wide receivers was a couple years ago at the tail end was like. Oh, you're never gonna have any running backs. Right. Blah blah blah. You get plenty of running backs, but it's Look, not like you're I can gonna... I could or I could scoop up Doug Baldwin or Michael Floyd. Like there are plenty of high enough upside guys that I could grab at wide receiver to make it work if I've got. A huge advantage at running back. I've got two probably top ten running backs. Imagine if you, I mean that's what I'm saying. Imagine if it holds up. That's what I'm saying. Imagine if it holds up and you've got you know a top five and a top ten guy at the running back position. You're telling me you know. Yeah. Uh, you know and again, that's... and again, drafting is about is about finding value at every single pick, right? Right. That really, I mean, I feel. If you're going to go with the running back, I okay. do like what Alex is saying. If you're going to go with the running back in the first round, you should double down in the second round and go running back, running back, and then hope to God you can start filling in your wide receivers that way. Because to me, it's the, the wishy-washiness of like, I'm going to go with a receiver and a running back that always ends up not working. Like, right. And always like, oh, they both suck. And you're like, what am I going to do? <laughs> then, then, then you get stuck with a bunch of curtain jerks yeah, everywhere. too many mid-carters. Like, I, like you just – I. That would be my thing, is that you, whatever position you end up drafting in the first round, unless it's obviously you got a tight end. You don't want to go tight end, tight end. I don't I, <laughs> Listen, I don't feel like I have to explain it, but I've spent enough time on Twitter to know. Gronkowski and Gary Barnage. I know I have to explain it. The 10-11 um, turn. Yeah, buddy. I, I get it. I, I dig it. Like, what if um, under your <laughs> under your circumstance, under your situation there, you went with those two guys? Could it? Could you see it being conceivable you could end up with Amari Cooper? Oh, yeah. Mike Evans? Maybe. Mike Evans. Amari Cooper and uh, Brandon Cooks? Yes. Yeah, Maybe that. Sammy Watkins falls? Sure. To the third, a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people, for whatever reason, and it, and it stuns me, like people aren't into Sammy Watkins Almost to the point where you're like, maybe I will wait on wide receiver because, like, there's a lot of dudes that people are just like, yeah, whatever. Like, they're just shrugging off Amari Cooper. I'm like, did you not see? Like, okay, forget what Odell Beckham Jr. did. Like, if you can just take that out of your mind and look at what Amari Cooper did as a rookie, be like, that's pretty good. That's pretty dang good. That's a guy who's going to be really good. And this team is going to be better. Right. Uh, The Broncos probably will take a step back a little bit because they're losing dudes left and right. The Chargers are going to be a nightmare. The Chiefs are having injury problems already. I'm like, dude, this. The, I think the Raiders will end up winning. So the yeah, some, you bring up you bring up a good point. Harmon and I were talking about on Sunday. We went to a local watering hole and uh, had a couple. When we were walking back, and he was going to be on was a podcast. No, uh, we were. <laughs> I took a stab. We were walking back, and he was going to be on a podcast, and he was like, "They wanted me to know who are the list my top ten wide receivers in the NFL." So he and I went we back and forth. And we figured out the top ten pretty easily, but then we were like, "Man, you know what's interesting is that that top that elite of the wide receivers is pretty tight." But then there's this huge range of really good guys of like from 11 to 30 ish uh-huh. where there's where that is just a, you know, you, you shuffle them around however you want. Like you said, the Brandon Cooks and Sammy Watkins and all these other guys. So that's why if you do end up waiting on wide receiver, waiting wide receiver the first maybe two rounds, load up on those guys afterwards and just see who hits this year. It's not bad, you gotta, yeah, you got to start. I like it. You got to start stockpiling that other because you figure your first two guys are your guys like that's it. And then stockpiling, because if you ever watch, uh, I know people can follow our uh, NFL Fantasy Live teams and yeah. things like that. That's usually what I do. And I go with, like, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. position, position. And then, like, I'm drafting nine guys at the position I neglected and then trying to figure it out and then stream a quarterback. And 
I guess it hasn't worked out the last two years. Maybe I should stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to what was well, you st- You've gotten into the Final Four every single time, though, right? That's true. I won three out of four. Right. And then I've had back-to-back Final Fours. Right. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's a, that's a really good run. And as a matter of fact, if uh, if the rules weren't changed at the last <laughs> moment, <laughs> if, if our teams weren't magically reseeded in the playoffs, right. How I would have been in the finals. That's so odd. And then I didn't pay attention because I didn't want to know if I would have won. Okay. I, was, I was so mad. Plus, I dropped all my guys to go danger zone final. Right, exactly. That was a fun Just final, you guys said. Uh, I say we scratch the last guy off this list because I don't think anybody's taking him in the first round anyways. AJ and, Green. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's dap and, and get out of here. Let's do it. All right, daily dap time. Uh, Adam Rank, what you got? I'm going to give a daily dap to Chris Beard, the new head coach at the University of Las University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Okay, their basketball coach. Uh, they they missed out on Mick Cronin, which was probably a great thing. I, I was kind of stunned. They're going after the Cincinnati head coach. Like you got three million to burn, and this is the guy that you choose. But I think this Chris Bird guy. Listen, he could be a little – I think he's got a little bit of that Andy Enfield into him. Like, hey, it's one year which that is, he's parlaying. Which has worked out now. Which has worked out, exactly. Like, he, he parlayed one great year into a, a pretty uh, pretty consistent success at USC, so I like that. Uh, daps to Shane McMahon. Oh, he opened up Monday Night Raw. Shane O'Mac! He opened up Monday Night Raw with a jump from the ring post to the announcer's table. And I know a lot of people are like, what is this 46-year-old guy going to do? Like, look, nobody took bigger bumps than Shane McMahon during his heyday. And I'm talking about the Hardys and all those guys. This guy took massive bumps, and I think that his Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker is going to be great. I think this WrestleMania is going to end up being better than a lot of people are anticipating. like to give some daily daps to Rodney Hood. 30 points on my bench in my NBA basketball league. <laughs> I started Julius Randle. Don't feel great about that. Okay. Uh, daps to Freddie Prince Jr. I made a chemical brother. No, Fat Boy Slim joke to him on Twitter that he liked. I thought either he's going to block me forever. Okay. <laughs> he's going to like, and he liked it. So I go props to him. Uh, daps to Matt Harvey. Cause he would be great to have on a road trip. Cause he never wants to pull over to pee. It's <laughs> um, great. That's exactly who you want to, you don't want to be pulling over and prim being like, gosh, we got to come on. We're almost there, but nope. So I, I appreciate that guy. And finally, I will say, uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers. And I'm not going to do anything. I like Batman versus Superman. If you didn't like it, I'm sorry that you were disappointed, but I enjoyed it. Uh, my wife, who's not a huge comic book nerd, also was able to sit back and enjoy it. So okay, there you go. But it was well done. And I really believe, and I know a lot of people hate that, like, hey, we're looking forward to the future. There were a lot of things, and if you need me to point them out to you, there were a lot of things that were really cool that really set up a lot of the things that were going on, and I can make sense of anything if you have any criticisms of it, it's probably better to go to my public Facebook profile page where I could explain it to you in depth. But I, I will, I will, I will explain what happened. There were a few critiques that I had of it, things I would have done differently. Okay, I will say I would have fired Jamie Eisenberg during the middle of it. It, it was a, it was Jesse, a, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, him Eisenberg. too. But yeah, sorry, you're fired. For, you you're so you were so bad that your cousin at CBS Sportsline is. <laughs> <laughs> It was an, I was like, what did Jamie Eisenberg do? It was do? it was an it was a it was an Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future type thing with like great actor, really like him. I don't think you're quite pulling off what really needs to happen here. But whatever. I overall enjoyed it. So okay. uh, that's it. MG my guy, Marcus Grant. Uh first off, I want to uh daily dap one of my new favorite Instagram accounts called Miserable Men. It's miserable underscore men. And basically it is shots of guys 
who have been dragged to the mall Love and it. are just sitting oh. sad <laughs> and depressed. Some of them are staring at their phones. Others are just flat out sleeping in chairs. <laughs> that is excellent. Uh, the sleeping in chairs, that's an old man move. Yeah, I mean, but this, uh, there are some younger men who were caught napping, too, in chairs. I mean, literally, it is men of all ages, ethnicities. I mean, there is a guy, you know, dressed in kind of Middle Eastern garb with a turban, and he's just sitting dejectedly on a stool here. I mean, it's it's everybody. It's, it, awesome. it's hard to have good posture at the mall. It really is. It really is. I used to call, like, I would go, you know, with an old girlfriend every now and then to the mall, and she would go to shop at Express, and I would, I would say, a baby. I would say, I'm going to be in the men's section, which was just the couch near the front of the mall. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I called the men's department. Uh, um, is it bad that like my tough. wife and I would be the reverse? Oh, is that <laughs> I like going to the mall. She hates it. I, I I detest the mall. It's it's gobs of people walking without purpose, and most of them are in my way. <laughs> um, also, a sort of I don't know if this counts as a dap, but uh, I saw this morning Roscoe's is filing bankruptcy. What? what? No, right. that's is that a true story? According to KTLA, it no. is a true story. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles has filed for bankruptcy. Um, we got to do something, y'all. Like, this can't. No, this, this just can't, can't go down. This cannot stand. This aggression will not stand, man. <laughs> um, it just, we just can't. I mean, Is so that daps, true? Daps to Ro- which, you know, here's the crazy part. So I was there a couple of weeks ago. My girlfriend and I were there. Some friends were in town. They love Roscoe's. We went there, and, like, they have, like, this little video board that has, like, random stats or okay. whatever about uh, Which about Roscoe's do you go to, though? Uh, I go to the Pico and La Brea one just because okay. it's kind of closest to where I am. Um, and this, this this lit up sign said that they sell something, and I'm going to completely blow it. But it was, like, three million waffles or something like that in a year that they sell, to which my girlfriend was seemed shocked. And I was like, really? Because they're going to sell seven at this table, like, right here. Right, <laughs> right now. here, right now. <laughs> right now, they're going to sell seven. So, <laughs> yeah, that never didn't surprise me at all. But, yeah, we have to band together and make sure that, that Roscoe's uh, – Something's got to happen. Something, I mean, something's got to give there. That's that's silly. Look, Obama ate there. Maybe he can come back and eat there again. Right. And uh, and help it out. Gellar, you been there? Yeah, of course. Of course. LA staple. There you go. Boom. I don't think I've taken Harmon there yet, so we got to go. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. He yeah. probably – he the number one question, too, when you take a new person, like, why chicken and waffles? <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh, it's so good. You just put so you just good. put a finger on their lips and just say, don't ask questions. Uh, <laughs> Alex like, Gelhar, what's up? Wait, Rank, did you have oh, something to make? No, do you feel I, – I feel like the waffle with a – whether it's a hamburger or whatever is now taken over, like a lot of menus and a lot of these gastro. It was the pretzel that – now it's the waffle. Now true. it's a waffle. And now, like, true. Now Roscoe's is kind of like, man, you're not so special. Now everybody's doing it. And I feel bad for them because then you, it's always the innovators that get the short end of the stick. And then the Brooks Cafe or whatever ends up reaping <laughs> all the money for these guys' brilliant idea. Uh, that's a good place, too, though. That is a good place. Yeah, that's it's a good place. Yeah, they got one of those in downtown <coughs> HB. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, what you got? Uh, a couple things as well. It is Wait. draft season, so daily dap to Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and their Move the Sticks podcast. If you are the fan of the draft and want to learn more and get like the they're scouts' so opinion, good. they're so good. They've they're got so tons good, of experience. They've watched all these guys. Like, give them a follow, give it a listen. Like, you will definitely learn something and not regret spending the time on it. Uh, and also daily dap to. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. I had a college buddy who was like, you guys got to get this game and play it with me. I was like, I don't want to spend money on this. And then he sent us a link the other weekend. It was on sale for like 50% off. So I was like, wow. Ugh. So it was only like 20 some bucks. I was like, all right. So now fine. you're in. You know, as Harmon always said, if it's less than 50%, 30 bucks. 50% really? off. 
Yep. That's insane. It was crazy. So I was like, I was like, all right, fine, I'll pick it up. I'll pick okay. it up. And it's fun. It's not your traditional like crazy shooter like Halo. Or Isn't it like, like Call of Duty? It, no, it's super tactical and much more slow and takes a lot of coordination and you'll get your butt whooped the first few times playing it, but there's a lot of strategy involved and a lot of cool stuff. So I was playing it with them a little bit and I'm like, all right, right I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm Is intrigued. Harmon in? Harmon's not in it. Oh. No, he doesn't really game. No. He Harmon just, doesn't do anything. He just sits on Twitter all the time. <laughs> so he's on Twitter getting crying Jordan. Yep, getting crying Jordan. He's about that uh, chart and wide receiver's life. Firing off takes. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, Daily Dab. I got a bunch this week. I don't know why. Uh, MarkManson.net. If you haven't been, you need to go. He basically writes like, I don't know, like inspirational stories, uh, motivational stories and stuff. Um, in particular, I, and I'll post it to my Twitter, but uh, he's got this one—he's got this one take, man. It's—it's it's great. It is great. It's—it's it's inspirational, motivational type writing, but not safe for work language. Got it. It gets you, man. Mark, uh, Mark with a K. Mark um, with a K. MarkManson.net. And one of his most popular works is, is uh, an article called uh, "The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F." All right. Go look for it. I'll put it on my Twitter. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you can find it on my Twitter. But it, it is a great read. A great read. Uh, I will give daily daps to uh, Buddy Heald from Oklahoma. The dude was making it rain. Is it just me, or does Buddy Heald sound like he was one of the other teammates in Hoosiers? <laughs> That's very true. That is very true. But Buddy Heald, man, oh, my gosh, he was going nuts against Oregon. It was awesome to see that. He sounds um, inspired by Kobe. Really? Kobe was sitting there courtside. Oh, was he? Yeah. All did right. you not watch the game? Um, I I did. I was I DVR'd it to be honest with you. So I when I saw Kobe, I probably was oh, like, ah, we're fast forwarding. All right. Um, I will give two undaps, undaps to myself for googling who is Kalani and who is Young Metro. Mm, oh. Yeah. I have. I was like, what you're, is going on here? You're kind of losing there. Uh yeah. I, lost. I just I lost away. thirty minutes of my life. I regretted it immediately. Um, and undapped to Coach K because Coach K, bro, like worry about your own damn players. I hate that. Worry about your own damn players. And do you notice he always waits until the camera's on him to have that long conversation with always. the player, whether it's good or bad? And I almost I was about to tweet out like it's always so classy the way that Coach K waits for the camera to be on him. I thought you did tweet that out. <laughs> huh? Didn't you actually I tweet might that out? Have. I'm pretty sure I saw I, it. I drink a lot during the tournament, so <laughs> I probably do. Yeah. But undaps to him, man. That's not cool. What worry, a terrible worry about thing your own. to do. Exactly. What a horrible thing to do. What if Rick Pitino had pulled aside Christian Leitner after '92 and been like, "Hey, man, you really shouldn't be stomping on dude's chest." And right, I'm going to take away from your moment. And that even though you're having a great breakthrough right here, I'm going to sit here and lecture you. Right. Like, oh, And the Oregon player did an amazing job of – He was so great. He was so gracious about it. And Coach K was the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Not cool. Uh, anyways, uh, I think that's it for our show, that's right? probably about it. All right, so there you go. Let me say one more thing about Chuck. No. Uh, subscribe, like on iTunes. We appreciate you listening for The Wiz, MG, and Adam Rank. I'm James Cole. We're out. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.